When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, Bar Down Breakdown? And tonight we are joined by our homie Desmond from the fantastic Career Day, which you are listening to right now. That's their new song, Opposite Way, off their latest album. Desmond, what's going on, brother? Mikey, how are you? I'm I'm well. Um, it is. It's been a while uh, since I was on. I I. I we were on, I was on it had to be at least a year ago. It was yeah, it was it was 2021. Um we had just put out our first EP. Um Pride was somewhere else and uh a lot of the talk was just you know, we were we were still in the pandemic. I mean, it seems like we're just forever in one. But uh we we were just kind of a lot of the, our talk was uh just uh perspective, you know, it was like uh put out an EP because like we're tinkering around with music uh, right before the, the pandemic started and, and had these songs, but there wasn't live music to promote things at the, the, the concept of being like a punk band was, was felt uh, far away. So it was just a lot of like talk about what we'd want to do and, and be. And, uh, and it's, it's nice getting to talk about some more just tangible things like shows and, and having an album, first album I've ever done, and uh, uh, really the thing that I was have been chasing with this project for for a while. Um, so it's 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 great to be here and like uh, just feel like there's a bit of a tangibility rather than this like wistful philosophical conversation, which I'm sure will end up <laughs> coming in depending on how that gummy strikes my bloodstream. <laughs> <laughs> love that so yeah the album that you're talking about is where we've always been and uh you, you put it out on old press records which i'm not too familiar with so like i guess fill me in on like the whole process of getting a label backing like was that something that you always wanted to do or just kind of like the pieces fell in and it was like yeah this this label gets what we're trying to do and 
you know, yeah, went it, that it, way. It it fell. It kind of fell into place just because we uh, we we were uh, we had the album done last October uh, October twenty twenty one, and then the mixing and mastering process finished end of end of December, I think, or, or yeah, end of December, I think, early January, and uh, and then we we kind of just had it and started showing it to. Uh, Two friends and and a uh, a a friend of mine, um, Eric, from this awesome band proper, uh, was uh, was uh, working at at uh, Old Press as an A and R. I didn't know that. I we we went with Eric. Uh, I I pitched Eric um, our first single, No Problem, as a as a song for him to do a music video um, about because uh, you know proper being this just badass punk trio with songs about blackness and queer living and the intersection of both of those things. I was just like, if, if I've written this song about, you know, very specific minority experience, I wanted to create a video, you know, I wanted to work on a video with somebody that, that knew that, um, knew that that framework and, and that we could kind of try to build something that felt that that was from a shared experience. And, and as I was pitching him on the, the video, he was like, Oh, by the way, I, I, you know, um, do a and R for this, this label. Would you want me to send them stuff? And I was like, uh, literally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it just kind of, it, it fell into place where we, we got to have some, some calls just about like what we want the band to be and what we want it to, to mean um, as far as the kind of intersection of, of um, punk and, uh, and activism and advocacy. And uh, they, they were um, interested in it. And uh, you know, we, uh, we were like, yeah, let's, let's do this. So uh, and, and it wasn't necessarily something that we were seeking out, but it was just the type of thing that like, because it 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 just landed in such a such a uh, incidental way, incidental alignment, I guess you would call it uh, happenstance. Uh, that's how it how it ended up. But you know, you know, as a band that pretty much worked throughout the like, kind of created ourselves during the pandemic. Coming out of it, it's been it's been weird sledding in terms of like just jumping back into book just everything all all of it try, trying to it, it feels like a uh an unfamiliar landscape in, in in some regards it's starting to normalize a bit now but uh it just felt really uncertain as to as to you know what the industry was going to work like in terms of shows and and tours and it's all so you know digitally oriented now anyway that it uh it was just it was we felt it would be helpful to just have uh, if there's other interested parties and in, in looking to help us get to where we want to go, let's, uh, let's see what we can do together. Yeah. And I'm sure it, it definitely helps like already having the music done and having, you know, a clear idea of what the band was at that point. Like it, that, that, that's probably an easy thing to, sh to shop out to a label, right? Like you already got the finished product. You already have the songs that they could listen to. And th that definitely I would, I would assume helps, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to, to me with that in mind, with all of this in mind, it was like, so, 
so we we had a feeling that we'd like to you know have some someone helping us out or or uh or whatnot but um what was more important for us though is to really create first just that way no matter what you do being able to to know who you are and know what you want to be i think goes so far in uh you know, uh, representing yourself and advocating for yourself and just having a vision of, of what you want to do independent of anything. Like, you know, I, I think that's, that's key. And that, that's part of why, like as a band that, that, as I said, really did not exist prior to the pandemic, it was very intentional that like, let's, let's do an album. Let's do, especially like, you know, with pop punk and emo, there's really not much of a social uh or political like um imperative like sometimes you'll have ooh this is the political song uh whereas like for us the songs that are like relationship oriented or like personal uh you know feeling um on just like person to person stuff is uh rarer than the actual like commentary songs and uh and it was like, with that in mind, it felt like doing just one song wouldn't do it justice. We wanted to kind of have a full canvas of like uh, different, different, you know, aspects of commentary just because like we want people to know who we are. And, uh, and, and, you know, whether that is people within the industry or whether, you know, frankly, what I care more about is, is just people that want to hear music because they're grinding through the muck of this this fucking world and and just that feeling of like oh i'm wearing this song like a a shirt like a new favorite shirt is like such a such a thing that i i'm i love chasing as like an extension of like being a person, the way I deal with my going through the muck is writing songs and like trying to find ways to take these big perspectives or opinions or thoughts. Not everyone's going to read every essay. Not everyone's going to read every article or watch every documentary. But if two and a half minutes to three minutes of a song can get them more informed or more aware of, of something or just feel, get a sense of how it feels to, to go through some of these things. It's uh, to me, that's, that's everything. And, and, and being very deliberate about building that up because even if it's like, Oh, you know, it might be more prudent to just do single, 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 sing. I, I, I'd rather get the, get these songs out of me and, and, and have the experience, uh, shared with people and and go from there because i want to you know build something so i know you mentioned that you know a lot of this project started during the pandemic but now that things have opened up a little bit and you have these songs and a lot of your vision is making those connections with the community and playing these songs for people like you know the first couple of shows what was the response like and and kind of like the, the first like real experience of being like a live band and touring band, like how did that go? 
it it was it was interesting just because the the even now in my 30s the like you come to realize it, you still feel like a 17 year old kid that that you know right before the set where you're just like you have those little nerves and the, those jitters and uh but but now at least you can legally drink to to, <laughs> to try to calm yourself um but uh it was you know it was it was nice um like what was interesting is so for the album came out in in August. So we I would say we played I want to say maybe 3 or 4 shows from like October of last year to uh from October of last year to like uh until the the release shows post um album release and end of August we probably played like four um four shows and like the response was like good but in, in a lot of cases most of what we were playing was not the EP uh it was it was these unreleased songs and uh it was a nice way of just getting to organically share the songs with like uh people that like there's no you don't have reference for this you're just you know I'd say a little bit about like what the songs were about and then and then you know we'd play them um but like what was cool was that like so one of the the second show we played uh was a benefit show for this uh political prisoner in the philippines that that had been detained for like seven months um roman seleno had been detained for like seven months uh on on trumped up drug like charges from like there's a crazy drug war going on in the Philippines where people are getting gunned down uh, in the streets and uh, uh, just on quote unquote suspicion of, uh, of drug possession. And, uh, you know, we, we had a, our second show was a, a benefit for that. And, and we, I believe raised, I think around 700 bucks or, or somewhere in that ballpark counting, um, just do donation, like everything. And, and, uh, and Roman did, did, uh, get out at some point in the last year, but like, we've been very deliberate and, and the response that we've gotten to that has been great because it, it generates the conversation with people that only really, you know, um, come to it for the music. And then they, you, they find out about, you know, we post about show flyer. And we post about what the benefit of it is, and it creates a conversation about um, these things, and and it just it it builds this. Uh, it's 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 nice to just feel this building of communal, um, I guess you call it communal consciousness, um, and uh, you know the the response uh, the response I guess has been has been nice in terms of uh, just like some after some of the shows that we've played, actually even, even post release hearing the songs and hear what the lyrics are, you know, um, it's been cool. Like people coming up to the, the merch table and being like, not used to hearing pop punk bands that, uh, care about, um, the world and things and, and, or sing about it at least. And it, I was, I was like, thank you. You, you get the, somebody said at one of our shows, uh, it was like, um, the starting line, but like singing about real shit. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of the premise. Um, but, uh, 
but um, you know, it, it's it's been nice doing that. And it, what, what's been nice is like you know we we have a QR code at our table every show, and I I change it before every show depending on what you know is being talked about current events wise, and I always try to link it to here are organizations or groups that you can work with if you care about um you know reproductive health if you care about uh if you care about um you know police brutality if you care about uh, uh international solidarity if you care about lgbt rights you know he, here are groups in this area that you can you know um tackle those things with and it's it's a nice way of just getting to try to let the the energy not um stop with the music and uh go beyond the spaces of the shows and it's been really it's been really nice getting to see people that like come up to the the, the table you know do the QR code thing and find out about um things that they can take on and uh it's just, that's been like, you know, we've just started, you know, we, we've, we've, uh, we're still like pretty early on just in our being a band. Like when I think about it, when it's like, I think we've played 10 ish shows maybe total. Um, but like, uh, it's just been, it's been nice getting to start to like, uh, see that, that vision start to start to sprout a bit and and start to looks like 2023 is going to be more growing that which is is just it's great and it, honestly it's daunting sometimes but it's just one of those things where uh it's like this is what you want to do right so um do it <laughs> yeah amen that's kind of what what this podcast is built on what what have you noticed as like you know, now that you're back doing shows again has changed like, or, or like, because you're more playing shows in like the city. So it's like a different vibe. Like, have you noticed anything being different in that aspect? Yeah. So, so I, I think, um, I think like, I guess one thing is that, uh, shows, social media, like is, is always been a part of, of, uh, the past like 10 or more years of uh, my space that, that was social media, you know, and th that's how we found out about a lot of the bands that influenced um, the music we write now. But uh, it, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where now it's so multifaceted where it's like you have Instagram, you have TikTok. I, I just started using TikTok. Like we, we've had a TikTok, like I think since like the spring or summer, but like, just starting to use it th literally this week. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta use that. You have to, um, you know, it, it you, you have to use like Spotify playlists. You, there's all sorts of different like algorithms that like, if you want your music in general to be out there, uh, you have to like pay attention to. However, People that li like listening to music and listening to shows, I, I think something that's that, that feels different is that uh, it feels like, you know, be, listening to a band meant you were also going to go to the shows. And it feels like 
and maybe it's also just some of the, the, the post-pandemic skittishness, like understandable, um, especially with like, you know, we started playing shows last fall and then Omicron happens like right away. And it's like, oh, okay, this again? Uh, like uh, it's, it feels like with shows, I think on, on some level you have to be a bit word of mouth-ish still where it's like, if you're playing locally, posting a lot, but like friends that, that like respond to your social media posts, like messaging them, reaching out to them directly. And with, you know, when, when, you know, we played like uh, Jersey and, and Boston, it's just like, you know, reaching out to those bands, frankly, it's like, it's just more direct and real. Like, Hey, you know, uh, looking forward to playing and just like, just, uh, build, like building this, like, trust of community with with the bands that you want to play with to like uh get the shows as hyped as possible and uh return the favor when bands uh hook you up with with good shows so it's like it feels like in some ways all the algorithm stuff is like stuff to grow your band but but doing shows is this like it can't i'm not it, i believe it counts and also frankly like that is the band to me no matter what playing shows is the band uh the experience of the music with other people is the band and the the social media stuff is the uh advertising extension of of music but like it is it is not anything that i think is until you get to a certain point of playing shows that that they kind of it, then it realigns where like then the social media stuff kind of uh, extends so it's it's just one of those things where it feels like there's more stuff yet there's no gear it's a, it's all a shoots and ladders game sometimes it the algorithm you win the algorithm for a month and sometimes you don't and uh it's just uh you can't get too lost in it like it's just about doing it um, accepting it, doing it and what happens happens, but just continuing on. Now, you know, you, you mentioned how you guys have gotten into the world of TikTok, and, you know, it is a platform that was an, like initially started for like dancing and music. However, I still think the best social media platform ever was MySpace for bands. Like, <laughs> Truthfully, like I know when we were in it, we were like, oh, this is a MySpace band. This is my, like, oh, what's your MySpace? Like, yeah. I know it was like getting a little corny at, at times. But when you think about like how many bands I personally discovered on MySpace and like how many bands built a career off of that. And I, I feel like TikTok, yeah, like there's some bands that have millions of followers and millions of views and whatnot mm -hmm. but then they go to play a show and there's 12 people at it where like i don't think it translates where necessarily like all of these it's not TikTok one to one yeah it's not but i think myspace was like i think people that like it really... was closer to one to one yeah for sure and i, I kind of miss that in like the pure volume days and like why did pure volume, pure volume. Go... <laughs> go yeah away? well because sadly i think i think so there's a couple things so i think I think when it comes to uh, when it comes to 
like MySpace one, it was designed more for um, more for music. Like part of the aspects of it was the profile song, mm-hmm. like that you went to somebody's music happened the second that you you went to someone's page, and uh, so you had that. You also did have that was the tail end of like labels spending money on bands. So I think, I think you did have more real investment that was going into bands. So I I think, I think you simultaneously had a platform that centered music specifically, and you had uh, the, the uh, music industry, like the the power holders of the uh, music industry were putting more actual money into it. So it was, it was, uh, those things fed in, in concert with each other, uh, very, very smoothly. But to your point, because at the end of the day, no matter what the reason was, because it was a music centric thing and not music as an accessory, um, or not like, like the the music accentuates, it wasn't content. It was music. That was, it yeah yeah and uh and i think that is just it, it, it's like everything else you know this conversation about access the, the 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 uh democratization of of music which is ultimately good however it's it's now so it's so uh decentralized because now, now you have so many different it's decentralized. So because everything is so spread out, there's so many different ways to make it. If there's so many different ways to make it, there's so many different, you know, rather than investing in the bands directly, the, the, the investment is in the uh, apparatuses, the, the apps and the, the different like things in between that, that you can, you know, maybe find your way to, but there's all, there's this feeling of like the music is the accessory. You're always having to like, make posts a certain way and the music happens to be there. You happen to, to post, be promoting a show and, and it's a, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. It is what it is, but it's like, it's just, I think there's, there's no way to get it back just because the way everything works is just like what social media is, what our general pop culture is. It's everything. It's, it's uh, the Bo Burnham, a little bit of everything all the time, like going on, like that's how you uh, experience everything. Um, so it, you, you don't have a focused um, consumption of something. It's a multifaceted, multi-pronged um, process. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely different, but <laughs> I don't want to be, you know that old person that's like back in the day, but Oh yeah, for it, sure. It, it, it does just, you know, make you think about how lucky we were exactly in the early two thousands when this type of music was like on top of the world. And I, I don't know if it ever will get back to that, um, but we got to experience it and that was pretty cool. Like actually, seeing like a band like dashboard confessional playing like a MTV unplugged, like that would never happen now. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, first of all, MTV doesn't even play music anymore, but like 
that it, that's not like yeah. the biggest platform at the time, like a band from our scene. Like we knew Chris Carappa from further scenes forever before he did dashboard. And like, then to see someone that like from our scene on this like massive platform, like that, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and, and I, but, but I guess the, the flip of it also though is like, and, and I'm curious to see if there's any longstanding involvement of it, but like, I, I'm curious if, um, so you have, you have MTV unplugged and that's huge. And, and maybe it, that's, it, that's incomparable of what, what bands can do now on their own. But it does feel like a lot of the things that like a lot of the live stream things that were done by done by bands right before the pandemic ended or during the pandemic, it feels like that type of stuff, like the the stuff Jimmy Eat World did, the stuff uh, the starting line did was really cool. It was well done. And it seemed like it was much more self-contained, whereas like MTV has the exposure. But like, can I, you know, to what end is a well well-produced, um, well-presented thing that a band does uh, on their own now can be in great, still be in great service of like career making um, for a band, you know, or solidifying or just uh, um, like artistically, both artistically fulfilling as a band and career growing and like sustaining. Well, I, I I specifically brought up that record because you know you had it hanging in your apartment and you had yeah yep. vinyl and like till this day I think it was like one of the best fan performances ever. Like at times you can't even hear Chris Caraba singing because the audience is so loud singing along and yeah, I I feel like it really makes that performance. It really does yeah. and. I, I I remember turning that on, you know, coming home from high school and turning it on at like, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon and they were playing it and seeing, you know, these college age kids singing along to literally every single word. I was just like hooked. And yeah, like I knew who Dashboard was, but there's some tracks on there, like on that live album that. I can't even listen to the studio version because the live version so much better, so much better from that yeah. performance. Like, yeah. Uh, Remember to breathe that song. Like, yes, it's yes, so yes. much better. So imp- it's, it's so impossible. I can't remember if, if so impossible is on that too. It is. Yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, yeah. I mean, that's an all time. And, and so that, and I mean, honestly, maybe, maybe it, who's to say that, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're peaking my, my interest a little, like, uh, my, uh, some wheels are spinning in my, my brain right now, actually, now that, now that we're talking about this out loud, but like, you're right. The presentation of, of that was like, so affirming for how, how to experience, like when you think of how to experience that band, it's, it's in that type of setting. It's, or it's, it just, it, it gives that vibe for lack of better, more specific word, but it gives that vibe. And, but I, I, I do hope I, like, I, I just, I'm hopeful that, you know, we can try to find ways to recreate that. And also, I mean, not to say it, you're lucky if you, if, if you can write something 
that if I can write something that's like, I would say half, but yeah, half to like 33% as like good as like a single dashboard confessional song, like a, a dashboard deep cut. Like I'd be like, yeah, I didn't waste my life. Uh, you know, so that, that's the other part of, of that. But uh, no, I, I think, but I do think that, that, uh, you know, with all this, it's, it's, it's give and take. And I think that, you know, it's not some, I, I don't like to live too much in nostalgia. Like, like part of why we, we call the album where we've always been is like, you know, with, as I said, a lot of it was written in, in, in the, in the pandemic, like from a little bit was like written right before the pandemic started throughout all, throughout all the summer 2020 protests throughout, um, you know, the election throughout January 6th, throughout everything throughout, uh, like, you know, it was, uh, and a lot of the conversation was just about like, I can't believe things are this way. And it's like, this isn't a lot of the problems that we, that we just started paying attention to didn't just happen. They're about conditions of, of inequalities and, uh, and just, uh, horrible, horrible politics, horrible policies, and just, uh, the the way the average person has just been worked to death and 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 been stripped of so many protections that you know too too inundated by work all the time to notice until nobody could work anymore because a pandemic happened that largely happened was as bad as it was because of how little we care about each other how little our country cares about us in 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 real ways and uh and, you know, so being a little, it like, I, I, I try to, especially as a, uh, 33 year old, uh, as a mid middle, mid millennial, it's hard to tell when the millennial range is just, I'm like roughly mid, mid to upper mid, uh, millennial. Like it's, it's one of those things where like, I have to force myself to be cognizant for band reasons. And also just like when it comes to the political work I've done um, with like the ACLU of New York and now with a lot of um, Filipino human rights groups is, is that like the issues of now are the issues of 40 years ago. And, uh, and, and, you know, so uh, being not, not trying to keep myself, that forcing myself to be deliberately anti-nostalgic uh, politically has forced me to also like just be very, uh, very much uh, guarding against my nostalgic romanticism um, when it comes to music, which I realize is very ironic as I'm wearing two fishermen, two <laughs> 90s fishermen uh, uh, Two, two's the limit. If you would have came with three, then we yeah. would have had to cut you off. <laughs> but, but like, uh, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's just, it's good to ground yourself in, in, in those understandings. Cause it, it makes you, it makes you stay. Uh, I, th I think it, 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 it allows you to, to keep growing like in, in very real, real ways, because you're not constantly comparing 
the weight of adulthood to the levity of childhood because really like you're just be be your age now during those years and you'd be paying attention to the same shit and you'd be like oh i don't know about this i think this is getting pretty rough uh you know so it's like uh uh Sorry, sorry if that was a bit long-winded, but but uh, it's just uh, it's just something that like uh, it's it's uh, it's it's something I think of of any age. Nostalgia, a lot of times, it's uh, it's it's a it's a drug uh, that, like all drugs, really really need to be cognizant of of what you're getting out of it, what it actually is, and and maybe why you're going to it. I get that. I I definitely get that. At the same time, like there's some moments where I can like truthfully like taste the air as I was like driving on Ocean Parkway with Tom in my Jeep Wrangler where we had nowhere to go. So we would just like drive up and down Ocean Parkway listening to our favorite albums. And like those are moments and, and like nostalgic mo- memories that I don't want to get rid of <laughs> like, Oh, d- no, don't get rid of them. Don't get rid of them. I, I, I by all means, don't, I, uh, don't, don't get rid of them. It's, and it, it, frankly, I think having a healthy relationship with nostalgia allows those things to get to be what they are. And it allows you to still get to just truly appreciate things as they are now. Cause like, uh, I feel like a lot of times like, oh, things were so easy back then. I just, I wish I appreciated it more. It's like, no, I, I think you appreciated it the way, for the most part, you appreciate things the way you should because you, you internalize them naturally. Whereas now you're, you're comparing how you feel about things and you'll always have comparison. I, I think that's, that's just the nature of, of, uh, the human, the human mind's insufferability, uh, but like, I, I think, I think, uh, it, it allows you to, to have a healthier re- relationship with nostalgia, um, by, by getting to, to not hold everything to those. Cause a lot of that was, was like, and also like your listening to those bands from, from that show is some kids, uh, oh, so, oh, so experience right now or origami angel experience you know uh i love that band you so know much. <laughs> it's it's I, I i was like i was like what what bands am i gonna name job i used to go long island oh so i'm like i was like mike is a big origami angel i know. sure am They're but so but good. you know it's and, and it's like i think understanding it in those terms allows you to like really get to to your point like about the air like as you said that i was like i i remember my first time seeing the get up kids when i was 15 it was when they first broke up. They're like real, you know, we're not a band anymore, breakup. And like, first time I was ever at Webster Hall, first time I had a standing room only show and like stepping out of it and seeing um, John Nolan from, from uh, at, that t- at that time, he was just, I'm not even sure Australia Run was a thing or maybe it had just started as a thing, but like, oh, you're just here as a guy that loves this band. That's so cool. Like I, I can, I can breathe that, that in. And it's, uh, it's, it's so, it's, and, 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 and not being annoyed that I'm not having 
those types of experiences now because I, I, I can't wouldn't even yeah like i wouldn't even try to attempt to recreate those because it wouldn't be the same yeah yeah and it's again it's a healthy it's a healthy it's it's a way to allow yourself to have healthy relationships now and, and as a as a you know writer some of these songs were written like uh late 20s um and 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 uh others were written literally a year and a half ago you know like some of these lines were written the the day of like the the day of uh or like a couple days before recording um so like in my 30s but i was able to come from a very just uh hard on sleeve place because it's like i'm thinking about these things as they hit me now the way i you know you the way when i was a kid just like for my like high school band like just like my first ever uh band as a as a kid with uh it was called holden pan uh and and uh it was just like you know the way i i would let those emotions ride over me and just let myself sit and just feel them and not try to to recreate or channel anything i'm able to now just like oh this is bothering me enough or I, I not even some of this positive stuff. I, I feel so compelled to write about this. I'm going to just let it breathe. It's, uh, it's, it's, it, it's helped, you know, let it retain some of that feeling while not feeling like, uh, it retains the energy while getting to be about like shit that I feel at 33. Yeah. And I think that's growth, right? That's yeah what a, a, a band and an artist has to do. Otherwise you're, you know, stuck making the same album over and over and over and over again. And, and there are bands that do that and it's gotta be exhausting. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to be exhausting either way. So I'd rather be emotionally exhausted, but it'd be, it, it'd be natural. The, the content feel natural. Like I'd rather yeah. have the exhaustion of having to live up to this, whatever guts I've spilled, like I'm trying to do justice to it rather than um, the exhaustion of like needing to specifically be something like specifically be the same exact band, uh, sing the same exact songs, have every song be the same exact thing. Although I think we do pretty, I think it is a pretty coherent listen if I do say so myself. Absolutely. Well, from one side of exhaustion to the other, being an Islander fan. So I, I do want to to talk a little Islanders hockey, definitely. Um, but before I do that, I do want to tell everyone about our homies at DraftKings. So hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
So, Desmond, we got to talk some Islanders hockey. So, yes, we do. What What are your thoughts on the season so far? Are, are you feeling optimistic? Are you feeling like they're overperforming, underperforming? How are you sitting right now? So, um, some of some of what I, I, I've uh, my feelings can be found on the Through the Island podcast, which I also do. Uh, Absolutely. But, you know, I have felt, uh, of course. Of course, the lat they'd hit a little skid. Their first, like, well, no, they did have a skid, like the second week of the season. But um, the the first time there's been a oh, injuries are starting to happen. They're, they're, they have a skid largely because of injuries, and that's where last season went went to hell. Um, you know, it's it that's starting to be an an unease. But I've been cautiously optimistic after being pretty worried going in. Uh, I, I think Ilya Sorokin is the real deal. He is the realest deal. Um, to me, he is the goalie we've been waiting for, for our, our whole, our whole lives. Um, you know, and, and he's been amazing and it's, he has allowed, it still feels like, you know, you're, you're a third through the season and it still feels like every game is like, it's not entirely random. There, there are certain patterns that they have, but every game just feels like a different adventure. It usually gets to the same place of them winning by one or losing by one. It used to be win, win two, one or lose three, one. And now they're winning like six, two in a game that they were losing two one at some point, <laughs> you know, or they're, or they're losing like three, one with an empty netter or something. And then you have occasional lopsided or, or, or shootout type game, but it's just been like it's been um, uh, very just. Uh, it's felt like such a random season, and I think I think a lot of that is they played with Trotz, who was a very regimented coach, very defensive. And a lot, and with a lot of players playing their best, I know a lot of the conversation was about Barzell, Barzell's production faltering with Trotz, and you see how he's he's a point per game player under Lane Lambert. It it it's a valid criticism. However, uh, how many players f- found their careers and 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 uh, found their consistency, like their their stable high end, you know, uh, performances under trots as like, you know, Brock Nelson, Adam Pellick, uh, you know, Pulak, although Pulak was a guy that was like a touted, you know, prospect, but like Scott Mayfield, you know, Scott Mayfield was a guy where it was just like, all right, cool. Like maybe this guy will be Eric Cairns, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, but like, he's a guy that like that goal that he scored against the lightning, you know, insane. Um, and, and he doesn't get there, I think, without like just the investment that Trotz did and the growth that, that he had with those players. So like they went from that to Lane Lambert, which is a more offensive style. And I think you're just seeing extended growing pains for from four years of, of familiarity to now trying to play like the rest of the league and you know, it's a mix of how much of its familiarity, how much is it, hey, some guys might not be built to play that style. And uh, 
it's it's just it's it's one of those things where it's a testament to Ilya Sorokin um, that like if he can even keep up like ninety percent of what he's done in the first third of this season, they're they're I think in good shape. And if he stays what he's been, then I think that like they they're more likely to get healthier, probably make a trade or two, and be a team that. I think is worth believing in. And you have to just think like, you know, a player like Noah Dobson, like we don't know what his ceiling is, like what type of player he really could be. Like, I think he's top 10 in goal production for defensemen at this point. Like he has, he almost has many, he's, he almost has as many goals as assists uh, right now. Yeah. And I think he's like, like a, right behind Eric Carlson. So like having him in the same conversation as Carlson, like, yeah, we, he was a high draft pick, but like, I don't think many Islander fans were expecting that like to be in the same conversation as Carlson. Like you'd hope for it. I mean, you would hope for it, but like, it's, it's one of those things. And I think even see, it's, it's interesting. You bring up Dobson because his breakout was last year with trucks. He had 51 points in the trot system. So now he he's still putting up points. His defense has been a, a bit shakier, but again, it's like for him, he's a guy that was just, he just, uh, he just had his breakout season under that coach and now has changed coaches. And it seems like defense, defense being very aggressive, judging by the fact that Scott Mayfield also has a bunch of goals. Like it seems like just in general offense, is, is encouraged to like be up there. I mean, like Adam Pellick's Adam Pellick got his injury. Hopefully it's not too long, but that hit that he took the other night happened because he was cycling below the other team's net. Like when did you ever see the Isles D on a cycle? Like, right. Like I can't really think of that. It happened much. No. And, uh, and you know, that's what they're running with. So it's, it's like, I think with Dobson, that's a guy, and I think another good thing about Dobson is this team's younger players, and you see it in in in, in Bridgeport. They're young guys. You know the the prospect system had been crapped on for a long time, but now all these guys are starting to really show promise at the same time, and and it's one of those things where it's like overall I feel pretty good because like I trust Sorokin enough this season to keep them going and, and getting to the playoffs and just the long scope of things is that like none of their contracts are, are honestly that bad. Like you don't have, uh, you don't have like a Seth Jones contract. Um, no, and a few of the quote unquote, you know, bad contracts are coming off the books and you know, this year and next year. Exactly. So you have, you have a lot of guys, like you'll have guys that will be coming off and you'll have entry-level guys coming on. And it's like, all right, Barzell's still young. He's 25. Like if he's now an old, if, if he within like probably two years is going to be in, at 27, will be an elder statesman of the Islanders. That's, that's nice. Like that, that's kind of how the new NHL is supposed to be. And I think right now this season, what I like about this season is I think this is the end of a lot of like, you know, I think Clutterbuck literally 
he's like, he needs a maintenance week once a month, like, because he's thrown 3,600 hits, you know, his body leader now. Right. And when he's in, when he plays, he goes hard, but like, he can only go hard, probably 55 games a year, 50 something games. If, if, If you want him to make it to the playoffs, um, then, then, you know, you need to manage him like that. Like you, I, I think Parise has been awesome. I think Parise could even play next year with how he's playing now. I could see him taking the same deal, but it's like Bailey. I think Bailey's out of the lineup. Probably once everyone's healthy, I think he's probably out of the lineup. Like he, you know, I, I spoke last episode about being a, a true, uh, Bailiever. Um, you know, I, I, uh, he, but he, he really, he's not, he's, he's a guy that you put on a Phoenix or something like, a, or a Montreal, a team that is straight up rebuilding. Like, but you know, you can't, he can't be a day in day out uh, player anymore for, for, for this team. Matt Martin's also fallen apart. I mean, he, he's looked better this season. So like a lot, a lot of changes are coming. A lot of guys that have been here for a while are going to, are going to be gone. And I, I'm just glad that like it feels like uh, we're getting this is, I think, the last season with everybody. We thought last year was, and I think they're giving them a chance to be like co- that COVID shit sucked, that road trip sucked, like those things aligning at the same time that the, the COVID hitting when the road trip ended as it was ending the first guy out with COVID was Bailey the last game. And then between then and the the puck drop at UBS, like six days later, they lost nine players and then it grew to like 15, you know, it was crazy. So, so I think this is the last ride of, of that. And it's, it's kind of, it's like, I'm not one of these fans that's going to be like, you know, get rid of these guys. Like this guy can't play anymore. Cause it's just like, realistically, it's hard to, you're going to have to bribe them for a first round draft pick, which it's too early. It's too early in a season. We've seen enough again, knock on wood that it won't be this way. We've seen goalies that, that, that were becoming the goalie that we needed fall apart. And, and, you know, hockey in general is just, it's too random. It, it, it is too much injury that you don't want to trade your first round draft pick too early unless you're sure you're a dynasty. Like unless you're a surefire contender where you're like, you could lose like the light, the lightning was able to go without Kucherov for a whole year because they were that good. Yeah. I Very few teams have that luxury. And unless you have that luxury, you hold your first round draft pick. But, and yeah, I, I think when you mentioned like, you know, for the longest time, Islander fans kind of poo-pooed our prospect pool. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have had a few injuries this season. And, like, it's kind of like next man up. Ne- next man up, And these guys are getting put into the lineup, like, in the same role that they're playing in Bridgeport. So, like, Holstrom, for example. Like, him getting just put on the first line and, like, holding his own. Like, yeah, he's not, like putting up a ton of points right now, but he's holding his own. Like he's, he's able to, to play with Barzy, which is not easy to do. Like, I know, you know, 
I think Goring on the last broadcast is like, yeah, you play with bars, you're going to get a, a ton of points. You're going to, you know, get a ton of goals. And it's just like, yeah, you, you know, it's also he's so hard to predict that yeah. a player like him would be, I, I would think, super hard to play with. Whereas like on the other end of the spectrum, like the robot that John Tavares is like, <laughs> I feel like he's super easy to play with because he is very predictable and like that's why matt molson was able to literally put up a million points that's how matt molson is is living nicely yeah matt molson is living nicely he's living more nicely in this universe than any of the multiverses where he didn't play with john Tavares for for three years you know what i mean like like that is he's living nicely off of uh, john Tavares being just a guy like oh i guess i'll just stand here yeah. I'll find places to stand and 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 just kind of read your patterns of where you like to possess the puck or or what what type of moves you like to make and 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 to that point like you know he had a couple down years um the past couple seasons but he had that crazy injury in the playoffs he he also became a dad which which as you yeah. know changes everything and you everything. see it, you see it with with, with athletes like Shesterkin's struggling this year, and I believe he just became a father. I think in the in the off season, so I think that might be just a a factor of like raising a human life. It, it you should be devoting yourself to it. That the the games or the passions that you have that aren't raising a life uh, might falter a little bit because you're tending to raising a life. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I, I think uh, with Tavares, he's now like he's on pace for a 40-something goal season at like 32 because like he plays his style and you're able to play. They have Marner playing with him now also, which helps, but like you're able to put Mar- a player of Marner or Nylander's uh, caliber with him. That's great. But like just in general, he just works hard, plays in – roughly the the same spaces and just like you know you're able to to construct plays whereas barzell can can be a little bit freestyle out there which makes for for amazing amazing plays but it makes for some games where it's like it's like uh it's like listening um to like a a jam band or something where it's like okay oh, get to the part <laughs> That's you know, the best comparison I've ever heard. You know, like is there's gonna be like a chorus here, right? Or it's like when a friend like tell say, says they're gonna tell you a story, and then it ends, and and you were expecting like a punchline or like a, a beat to the story, and then it's like it's over, and it was like, wait, what? <laughs> you sure? You sure? You're... You know that was supposed to lead to a thing, right? It didn't. I'm not sure. It, it felt like you, you, you knew that. <laughs> no, that that is, you know, exactly how I feel watching Barzi at times. So, like, like to my point, you know, playing on his line, I would imagine, is extremely challenging. And I feel like Holstrom's held his own. And then that, what's his name? Fashion? Like, yeah, he just yeah. came into the lineup. I, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I'm a islander fan like i know who plays on bridgeport i go to bridgeport games like no idea who that was and like he he came in and jumped right on the fourth line and i was like 
oh, like this is like this could work. <laughs> like he could be a like on our fourth line when Martin and Clutterbuck can't go anymore. Like him and Zeker, and you throw someone else that you know throws the body around a little bit, and then all of a sudden you got another solid fourth line. I mean, he seems like a guy that literally he. I think he the way he played. If he can, you know. Um, if he sticks around, I'm curious to see how, if he sticks around as people get healthy, but like, he's definitely, and I, I, I know that he might not be playing. He wasn't like warming up today. So he might be scratched for the game against, um, for the game against the New Devils. Jersey, but they have, they, they have a back to back. They have some ailing bodies. So maybe, you know, he, they're just keeping him out to keep him fresh. I, I don't know, but yeah, he's a guy that's a journeyman. Apparently he played like, in 2016 with the Sabres and then he was with the Coyotes at a certain point, like he's jumped around, but like, he seems like a guy that, okay, Clutterbuck, I Clutterbuck's barely making it through this year right now. Like he's, he's a, he's, he's not a guarantee to make it to, to 2023, <laughs> you know? Um, so it, he seems like fashion seems like a natural fit. Like, Oh, now we have like Holmstrom to me seems like, Oh, that's our, He's either our, I think he's our Bailey replacement. I yeah. think he's our, you can put him anywhere in the, in the top three lines as the third guy on a wing. Um, Cause apparently he's a playmaker. We haven't really seen that, that much out of it. Cause I think he's deliberately being the, I'm going to play uh, smart defensively. I, I know that this is the highest level hockey I've yep. ever played. I know that every play can be a goal against. I know that, these games get decided by a goal a lot of the time. And I don't want to be on the ass end of the game losing play. And, uh, and I think he's from what I hear is a smart player. Like, so, okay, that is the Bailey replay. Let's see if he can have some of that like higher end Bailey passing like style, but we'll, we'll see as he, as he, you know, evolves. Bailey took a long time to show his Bailey passing. Um, so, you know, you have that. And then, you know, you have you have uh, that guy Dufour as as uh, as maybe you know Palmieri. And Palmieri only has like a two years after this year, and he he unfortunately has a concussion. So like as like the shooting, another one of the shooting guys. Wallstrom also seems very Palmieri like in in some ways, but it just seems like a lot of the 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 backup is in the wings, and knowing where you have the backup in the wings makes you go, okay, if we're gonna make a trade it's probably here and here because we have these things or it's, it's for this level of thing where like maybe we have enough second liners in, in the wings that we can afford to trade a first rounder. If, if we're looking good in, in March, trade a first rounder for a Tarasenko um, or a, uh, or a uh, maybe Connor Garland from, although he's not really that high end, he's more of the same, but like, you know what I mean? Like that type of move because you know what you have and you know what you plausibly can replace things with. You can maybe spare, you can trade a guy like, uh, not saying now, but maybe maybe a year from now, a guy like Pajot, if Ratty is killing it a year from now, more likely Pajot gets moved to the wing, but you trade one of the wings. You trade maybe Beauvillier next year to, you know, ha- keep Pajot, move him to a wing bring ratty up something like that yeah and you know i'm not saying you do do, but possibility 
I do think that there is value in Josh Bailey too. Like I, I truthfully do think that there are teams that would give some, you know, prospects and draft picks and whatever it may be for a Josh Bailey. I do. I, I think that um, like a team like Arizona or a team that doesn't really have an identity at this point, like I feel like that's the kind of guy that you would want to bring into your locker room. Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, if the Islanders were to retain, you know, in, in the summer, if the Islanders were to retain half his salary or something, and it's like, you know, Josh Bailey for $2.75 million, you know, for a rebuilding team or, or, or something, you know, he would have value as a guy in the room. And if he ends up looking decent next year with uh, whoever he's playing with or he has all the time in the world and maybe teams aren't playing as hard against he over and places for those teams. He becomes an asset for them at the deadline to flip into like a third rounder or something like, you know, it, there's, there's things that, that, that can be, he's also just, he's a vet that that's done big in big spots in the playoffs. So I think uh, that helps, but I, I just, with how he looks this year, it's like, damn, he has really fallen off a cliff. So like, I'm really, dubious about his return but I, I think i think he has value right now i think i think the guys love him and i think his role is probably kind of what travis zajac was was last year where it's like this is a guy that's just grinding his he, he's he's at the end of his career he's not as washed i think as, as zajac was last year it's getting close though <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's unfortunate it I, I I know that you're also a, a Josh Bailey believer, but it's kind of just one of those things where you 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 got to go out on top. You got to kind of just some pride, realize, some dignity. Yeah, realize when when you got to hang up hang up the skates. But uh, before I let you go, Desmond, I, I know uh, there's some exciting Isles Meetup Queens news that we must talk about because outside of Bar Down Breakdown. I also have another passion project of mine and um, it's actually my first passion project and, and my, my true pride and joy, which is Isles meetups. And we have a queen group that was run for the longest time by our homie builder, but yep, yep. builder is on the road all the time, all, all the, time. the time. And it's time <laughs> for a change, baby. It's time for a change in management. So we're breaking news on the pod. The new general manager of the Queens Meetup Group is yours truly, Desmond Zantua. I love it, dude. When when Builder mentioned that, I was just like, yes, yes, like let's go. Because you know, you're a, a true diehard. You got your podcast, you you got your name out there, and you know, I, I think. Queens is a, a definitely Islanders territory. I, I think, you know, some, some like to try to like say that there's a lot of Islander fans in Manhattan, but we know where Manhattan lies. Like, yeah, it, it is Rangers country. Like it's where MSG and is. And there's it's no vibe. Yeah. There's no like queen just with Queens, like Queens is, Queens is life, man. I, 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 it's the world's borough and it's like, it's, it's, it's truly become home for me and it's nice. Uh, so no lie. Um, 
I was at a, I, I was watching the game at this, uh, actually at this bar that, that we're, we're, uh, we're, we're hopeful, uh, to, we don't have any, any dates locked in yet, but we're, we're looking to, to come back. They were great to us. Sweet Avenue. It's also literally around the block from my apartment in Sunnyside. Uh, I was watching the game in a bar. Someone was walking by, saw the game on, came in, saw me wearing this jacket and they were like, dude, I, I've seen that jacket in the neighborhood for like a, for like two years now. And I'm like, damn, that's a sick jacket. I got to talk to that guy. And you're here. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is like, like, this is, this is right. This is, this is, uh, this is the time. So it's, it's like, it's, uh, you know, Queens is, we got a lot of great breweries. We've got a lot of great, uh, just beer spots, all sorts of great food. Uh, and it's like, it's, uh, it, it's a nice mix of city, city busyness, but like na- neighborhood vibes. Uh, and, uh, and I just, I'm excited, have a lot of fun ideas and, and hopefully they, 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 uh, they make the playoffs as I predict, just because the, the playoffs, the, the Queens meetups that we did, for that uh, 2021 run was just amazing that there's the video of the Sezikis uh, overtime winner, where if you watch it, I'm, I'm there, I celebrate and then I'm gone and you got to pause it. Like if you pause it, it, it becomes almost like to find me, it becomes like uh, Bigfoot um, sighting videos where like, pause it here. You see that, that, that turquoise blur in the background. <laughs> That's me running around the beer garden because like, I just could not control myself. Um, so I, I hope to, to have, uh, to have a return to fun, to fun stuff like that. Um, but yeah, look, look like a lot of, a lot of just, there's a lot of people in Queens. I also think Queens is, you know, uh, been talking with New York city meetups. We're, we're definitely going to try to collab and coordinate that way, you know, space our stuff out because like, it's, it's all love, you know, and, it, and, and, and as the, from a band standpoint, as you know, from, from this, from, um, you know, the, the, all the festival related stuff that you booked last year, it's planning stuff is very arduous at all. And when you can combine forces and, and, and get to similar places, it is super nice. And, you know, you being so community oriented like i truthfully love the isles meetups community and like all of the people i've met like that come to my charlotte meetups like it started to become like family like these people aren't just you know fans that come to these things once a month like they're friends now a lot a lot of them are you know people that i talk to more than some of my own family like truthfully so I think as you start to really like build your core again, like around where your new spot is, you're going to love it. And I'm super excited that you're taking it over. And it's like destiny that the name of the bar is literally called sweet Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's great. Yeah. Sweet Avenue. That's that's builders band. Like, which 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 is derived which is derived from a Jets to Brazil song as well. So it's like it's a circular. Uh, 
uh, the one of the dudes that runs it is in a band. Um, like it, th there's vinyl nights at the at that bar. It's just uh, it's right, you know what I mean? And it just feels like it's also like for me. Uh, I know I'm driven by doing the things that I love, and I'm driven by the belief that just just because as you get older, you don't need to. You don't need to like water it down. You don't need to to sell it short, but you need to make it work in context of your life as a whole. And for me, steering my worlds into each other is the easiest way to do that. You know, I can't I can't turn off the side of me that that is um, passionate about writing um, punk songs as as a personal outlet. But I also can't I can't turn off the part of me that is a diehard Islander fan. I can't turn off the part of me that it is and, and watches it all the time. Where like if I'm if I'm on a, a vacation or something, uh, or I'm, if I'm going to be out during a game, I'm going to try to see like okay, is there going to be TVs at that establishment so I can I can watch the like you know uh, you know the political advocacy work I do like uh, how can I bring that into I, I'm passionate about that, and and the way to to best try to, you know, care for these things and feel like I'm I'm leading a life that is is governed by my passions is also seeing what ways I can make them not be compartmentalized from each other. Because if I'm a person that that cares about all these things, they shouldn't be separated. You know, it stands to reason that that the 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 connective tissue to these things is there and, and seeing what ways now my life is about, uh, literally is about building all of these things up and bringing them together. Amen. That that's truthfully what brings me happiness now at, you know, year 35, like being able to just mesh these two things that I, truly am passionate about like i'm very very passionate about alternative music and hockey and I, I try to mix that into some of the isles meetup stuff as well but you know having these um platforms in these communities is what brings me happiness and you know i truly enjoy doing it and if i didn't i wouldn't be doing it <laughs> so you know it, it it's just super cool to see um just how passionate Islander fans are. And, and, and sometimes, you know, a little too passionate, a little distasteful, but, um, every, every loss is a, you know, people have their, their, uh, Norton anthologies edition, uh, every trade that should be made, how much it would cost, uh, you know, the, the picks that should be involved. And it's just like, okay. They, they, they were like five, they had a, a like a, seven out of eight, you know, streak, like two weeks ago. Can we relax? Like, please. But the passion, it does come from a obsessive passion. <laughs> it does. I can understand clearly. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's just, you know, it, it's a very odd sports franchise to describe. And I, I think it, it's really like that suburban mindset because most professional sports teams 
are in a major city for the most part. Yeah. And the only other ones I can like think of is like the Green Bay Packers, the Buffalo Bills, like those arenas and stadiums and whatnot are also in the middle of the suburbs. And when you think about those fans, they're very similar to Islander fans too. Like, oh, yeah. I, I think it's just like, just the suburban mindset. Like this is something. That and we also have the, pr- the proximity, to. the proximity to the major city, like yeah. the biggest city in the world is like, those are places that are regional cities, you know, and or not even regional cities. They're like the cities to the city, like to itself. And, and it's, it has its own culture, like very distinct to it. The teams are the culture. And I think for the Islanders, for Islander fans, long like the Islanders are that it, it, it's such a specific relationship, like the history of the Islanders, the fact that they were like a suburban team. And then in the first 10 years, uh, at the 10 year anniversary of the team launching, they they have won four cups in a row, but then they don't win any. And it's a slow fade with the when your rival won their first cup in 54 years it was a it was sweeping you on the way to doing it so it's like it's a very dis it's been through a very distinct set of circumstances all the arena stuff this jersey baby <laughs> um you know uh, the dpho contract uh there's just all sorts of madness Tavares walking there is just so much it's a storied thing but like, frankly, it makes meetups make sense to me just because it's like, for me, I, some games, I'll be honest, they're so, like game seven, I, I, game seven against the lightning. I was like, I need to watch this by myself. I cannot trust myself. <laughs> I'm too afraid of, 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 of where my mind might go and how I might react to that. Like being around people's scary for me but like it, overall in general like especially and especially like just playoffs through like with the exception of a game seven to maybe go to the cup i think i think i feel less nervous about a cup game seven because it's like fuck it fuck it let's just go um i i i feel like you might as well have meetups because it's nice it's nice to have the the celebration of fandom with with others with other people like a show in a way you know where where we're going to a thing that we are a, a captive a our reaction is the only thing we're going to be be participating in like that's the only actions that we're taking is is is, is reaction um and and giving ourselves to that and and i think it's a nice experience to that and with how visceral being an Islander fan is doing the meetups, especially, you know, with, uh, with, with um, the pandemic, it was like a bummer not getting to have that, that raw kind of like shows that raw reactive experience. Um, And it's nice to get that back via the, the games and the, and the meetups. I totally agree. And, and then just having groups literally all over the world at this point and, that's a community in itself. It's it's kind of cool how it's 
it's grown to this and uh just super excited to have you on desmond and part of the team man and super pumped to to get new music from career day and super pumped to to see uh you know where you guys are going with 2023 with you know I'm we sure a bunch of shows and maybe stringing in some festivals and whatnot so we're hoping we're hoping we we, we the, the 2023 emailing has already already began and, and we already have uh we already are are um closing um on on some really cool fun stuff uh in the first quarter of the year even so um you know it's like oh cool the 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 tangible things are are there and that feels like uh good for you know the the rest of the year but yeah we're you know like i said uh we're trying to get this out there um and uh trying to build community everywhere we go so uh anybody that's fans of uh anybody that wishes that that, that they could hear what the start if like a starting line fan and a bad religion fan ran into each other trying to change stages at, at Warp Tour, if they freaky Friday into each other, like right <laughs> at the middle would be our sound, I, I, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, please, please reach out uh, to, to us at all our, uh, our socials, whichever ones survive, uh, whatever collapses we, we might or might not experience in the near future. That's a good point. But yeah, I, I'll leave us out again with Opposite Way, my favorite track off the album nice nice yeah so uh desmond thanks again for hanging and mikey thank you coming by and uh taking over isles meetups queens we will be in touch brother but like i said this is career day opposite way hope you have a great night dude thank you man happy holidays as well yep you too man see ya later Through the door, that facade bridge. I know I'm in love.